In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. As you heard in the Synaxerium of today, the Church celebrates the consecration of the Church of Resurrection in Jerusalem. As you know, Queen Helen got put in her heart to search for the cross of our Lord. And she was able to find the cross of our Lord in March 19th. So this feast in March 19th, we celebrate in it the discovery of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then she decided to build a beautiful church named after the resurrection in order to place the cross of our Lord there. And she built the church around the tomb of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as you heard in the Synaxerium, on this day, 16th of Tut, or 26th of September, she invited all the patriarchs uh, of the apostolic sees different like Sea of Jerusalem, Sea of uh, Alexandria, Sea of Antioch, etc. All of them gathered together in order to consecrate the church. And since March 19th usually, usually comes during the Great Fast, so the church actually uh, want to celebrate to the cross more than one day. So they choose the second day of the consecration of the Church of Resurrection to be the Feast of the Cross and to celebrate for this feast three days. That's why tomorrow actually we celebrate the Feast of the Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and this celebration will be for three days. So we celebrate in March one day, only one day because that is a great fast and the Church uh, pay much reverence to the great fast so the church doesn't want us to uh, break the abstinence for more than one day so the church arranged three days for the feast of the cross the second day of the consecration of the church of resurrection so the readings of today 16th of tut all the readings are about the church as I will discuss with you. And I want also to tell you that when we consecrate a church, even if it comes on Sunday, the reading of, this, of that day will be of the 16th of Tut. Not in, the, not in all the churches of the Catholic Church, no. But in the church that is consecrated, this church, even on Sunday, they will replace in this church the reading with the reading of the 16th of Tut, which is the consecration of the resurrection feast. We, we do the same also when there is ordination of a new patriarch. We replace the reading of that Sunday with the reading of the Good Shepherd from John chapter 10. So for example, if after one month or two months was consecrating a church in a certain city, 
in this church on that day the reading will not be the regular reading of that Sunday but the reading will be the 16th of today. So in, in the Pauline letter from Hebrews chapter 9 today from verse 1 to 10 Saint Paul spoke about the Old Covenant and the church in the Old Covenant which is the tabernacle of meeting and then the New Covenant so he said then indeed even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and earthly sanctuary so the sanctuary was earthly a tabernacle of meeting all these uh, are symbols of the true sanctuary the heavenly sanctuary that's why he said it is divided into areas the first part called the holy the second part called the Holy of the Holies. Then he described it a little bit that it has the golden censer, it has the lamp stand, it has the table. But he concluded this by saying, of these things we cannot speak in detail. Meaning, there are symbolisms of every single thing in the tabernacle of meeting. My wish that St. Paul was telling us what he had in mind in detail about this. But unfortunately he said, of these things we cannot now speak in detail. But then he said, the high priest in the Old Covenant used to enter behind the veil once a year into the Holy of the Holies. And this actually was the Day of Atonement. And you can read all the details of this day in Leviticus chapter 16. Leviticus chapter 16. Then he spoke about the second sanctuary and the high priest in the second sanctuary. Who is the high priest in the second sanctuary? Is our Lord Jesus Christ. So, our Lord Jesus Christ entered behind the veil into the holy of the holies, into the heaven of the heavens. He entered by his own blood, not by blood of animals, in order to find atonement and redemption for us. So now the church, in the new covenant, we call it icon of heaven. And we say in the third hour of the Agbeya, when we stand in your holy sanctuary, we are considered standing in heaven. We are considered standing in heaven. And God actually revealed to St. John in his book of Revelation some scenes from heaven. And the church took the divine revelation to Moses about the tabernacle of meeting, the divine revelation to John in the book of Revelation, and the holy tradition from the apostles and structured the new covenant church to be an icon of heaven. So whenever we enter into this church, we are considered standing in heaven. We are considered standing in heaven. In the Pauline letter, St. Paul spoke about another church. 
He said the true church is us. Because we know the church has three meaning. The building itself, that's what St. Paul spoke about. The assembly of the believers, this is what St. Peter spoke about. So St. Peter spoke about us as the church. As you heard in the from First Peter chapter 2, verse 4, he spoke first, any church has a foundation stone or a cornerstone. Who is the cornerstone of the church, the assembly of the believer? Jesus Christ. So he said, coming to him, to Jesus, as to a living stone, Jesus is a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Rejected by the scribes, the Pharisees, the priests, the high priests of the Old Covenant. They said, crucify him, crucify him. But Jesus was chosen by God the Father. So if Jesus is the cornerstone, then Peter is telling us, you also, as living stone, are being built up a spiritual house. So each one of us is a living stone in the spiritual house, in the church of God, which is the assembly of the believer. Each one of us is a living stone. Then he said, building up a spiritual house, holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. What is a beautiful description? Can you imagine in a building if the stones are not connected with each other, what will happen? The building will collapse. If there are missing stones in any building, these holes in the building can consider risky to the building, to the safety of the building. And I'm sure the engineers know when they used to build with bricks. They actually cannot build a whole wall one time. But they had actually to go all over the four sides, you know, that's, for example, first row, then another, second row, and so on. So you can see the building is growing up together. In the same way in the church, unless we are connected together, then this church, God forbid, will be collapsed. And what is the cement that connects all of us together? It's the bond of love. That's why the Lord said, Thus the world will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If there is no love among us, then the church will collapse. Also, if there are missing stones, if people are not active in the church, these holes in the church considered a risk to the safety of the church. Maybe you say, but we have 90% attendance. 
have 99% attendance, it's not enough. Because one stone is missing in the building is risky. It's a whole risk to the whole building. That's why the Good Shepherd left the 99 to search for the one missing stone. I'm not speaking only about the attendance, but I'm speaking about growing up spiritually together, whether we worship in the church or we worship in our homes, our relationship with God, all of us should be growing together, as St. Peter described beautifully, what is spiritual house, spiritual house. In this spiritual house, there is holy priesthood. And this is obligation on us as a clergy to keep the priesthood holy, to keep the priesthood sacred. If the Lord himself said in John chapter 17, for their sake, I sanctify myself, how much more we as clergy we should keep the sanctity of the priesthood. So as a spiritual house and as a holy priesthood, then we will offer up spiritual sacrifices. Our prayer is a sacrifice. Our charitable deed is sacrifice. We offer up spiritual sacrifices. What about Eucharist? Eucharist, Jesus offered himself once for all. We cannot offer him. But what we do in the divine liturgy? Abuna leads the people beyond the realm of time and space to be connected with the offering of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here we have his body and his blood, but he offered himself, as we say, in, in the hymn Fayet of Enf. He offered himself as acceptable sacrifice. We offer spiritual sacrifices. We offer to God the Father in Jesus Christ, as he said, spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Then, in the book of Acts, he spoke about essential element of our growth, our spiritual growth. And he gave us an example of the early church uh, from Acts chapter 9, verse 31. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. So there was no turmoil in the church. There was peace. And the church was edified. Everybody was growing. Why? The answer in the following verse. Walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Walking in the fear of the Lord. Any family, when all the members of the family walk in the fear of the Lord, this family will have peace. When the church, a local church, all its members walk in the fear of the Lord, connected to each other with the bond of love, 
they respect one another and they love one another, they will have peace. The church in the whole world, when every member in the church walk in the fear of God, the fear of God means obeying His commandments, walking according to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, then they will have peace. Why some churches, some families, or the church as a whole, have conflict, trouble? Because some of us are not walking in the fear of God. They cause actually bitterness to the Holy Church. Like if a son in a family became addict, he will cause pain and suffering to the whole family. In the same way, when some people decide not to walk in the fear of God and to be troublemakers, this actually will cause conflict, pain to the Holy Church. Then he said, walking in the fear of God and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. What about the comfort of the Holy Spirit? Satan, when sees a church walking in the fear of God, and this church has peace, will not be silent. Satan starts to attack the church. But this attacks from outside, like persecution, like what the Ecclesian did to the church. But with these attacks on the church, the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And, and we, we saw in our time, when they were killing Christians in Egypt, what happened? The church became stronger and stronger. People were not afraid to go to church. The church was packed with people. All of them were willing to shed their blood for the name of Christ. That's the comfort of the Holy Spirit. External attacks never weaken the church. What weaken the church is the internal attack when some of us don't walk in the fear of God. Diocletian did not spread the church. Rather, during the time of persecution, with this external attack, the church was growing and multiplying. But when Arius, Nestorius, Sabellius, Macedonius, all these people from within the church start to cause pain and not to walk in the fear of God. This is when the church split. So the, the division never ever comes from outside, but comes from us, from inside. The psalm is beautiful. Praise is awaiting you, O God, in Zion. We come to the church to do what? To praise God. Praise is awaiting you, O God, in Zion. Zion is a church. Church is a place of prayer, place of praise, not a place of social time. My house is a house of prayer to all nations. And to you, the vow shall be performed. Which vow? Each one of us, on our day of baptism, we made a vow. We renounced Satan and we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. So this vow, we renewed 
every day in Jerusalem in the church when we come here we are saying God we are renewing our vow to renounce Satan and his authority over us and to be your children and obedient to you then he said oh you who hear prayer to you all flesh will come God who hears the prayer all flesh all of us come to praise and worship him then the reading of today was concluded by this beautiful passage from Matthew chapter 19 about the church when the Lord asked the disciples who do men say that I the son of man am some said John the Baptist Elijah Jeremiah so he told them what about you Simon Peter told him you are the Christ the son of the living God so the Lord told him this revelation is from God the Father blessed are you Simon Barjona for flesh and blood human being has not revealed this to you but my father who is in heaven and I also say that the beautiful about the church the word of our Lord Jesus Christ that you are Peter God changed his name from Simon to Peter and on this rock in the Greek text Peter is Petros rock is Petra so Petros is a small stone Petra is a huge rock so there are two words because our brothers in the Catholic Church they God founded the church of Peter it's impossible to God to found the church of Peter God found the church on Jesus Christ the living stone so you are Petrus and those who study the anatomy of the skull there is a small bone in the skull called Petrus bone because it is the strongest bone in the whole body that's why they call it Petrus bone uh, then you are Petrus and on this Petra which Petra which rock it is the faith that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God the church is founded on this belief he who believes in the son will have eternal life he who does not believe in the son will not have eternal life and the wrath of God come upon him John chapter 3 so in this Petra that Jesus is the son of the living God is our savior our king our messiah on this Petra I will build my church so the church is founded on Jesus Christ there is no other foundation we can lay except Jesus Christ as Saint Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 then he gave us a very wonderful wonderful promise when he said and the gates of hates shall not prevail against it what does it mean Hades opening its gate to swallow the believers Satan wants all of us to go to Hades but God said the gates of Hades shall not prevail against meaning if you are inside the church 
if you are a living stone in the spiritual church, in the spiritual house, gates, the gates of Hades will never ever be able to swallow you or to capture you. The gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. That's why they built the churches like the Ark of Noah. Whoever inside the church would be saved. Whoever outside the church will not be saved. Yes, it is true. If you are a living stone in the church, if you are inside the church, you will be saved. Inside the church, not just physically, but inside the church means you believe, you act according to the fear of God, according to his commandments. And with the establishment of the church, he established also the priesthood. Those who deny the existence of a priesthood in the church. Immediately he said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. So in the reading of today, we have the three meaning of the church. Church at the building in uh, the Pauline letter church as a spiritual house in the Catholic letter. Church how was edified by walking in the fear of God and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Church is a place of praise, place of worship, as we heard in the Psalm of David. And also, also the establishment of the church uh, by our Lord Jesus Christ and the establishment of the priesthood because the third meaning of the church is the priesthood. Church can mean building, can mean believers, assembly of believers, or the priesthood. Uh, what's our attitude toward the church? Love. How lovely your course, Lord of hosts, as David said. Joy. I was glad when they told me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Praise and worship. With reverence, I enter into your house and worship you before your angels. So all these meanings should be in our mind when we come to the church as a building, but also when we live together as a assembly of the believer in the spiritual house of God. May God bless our churches. May God bless all our congregation. May God keep the church growing and edifying in peace. May the Lord defeat all the conspiracies of the enemies of the church, whether from within or from without. May the Lord bring peace to our churches so that we are growing and church being edified in the fear of God and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.